Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll and welcome. This is episode 92 and we are talking Zone of the Enders, which came out for the PlayStation 2. It is a mech week, we all love our mechs. Well, some of you might like mechs. I like my mechs. And I remember I played this game and got so excited because it reminded me of Gundam. And I love my Gundam and I thought, oh, this looks like potentially a Gundam game and this is how Gundam should play needless to say we've not had Gundam games like this I'd like Gundam games like this but we don't get them this week I am joined by a debutant Mr. Blaine the Hoagie Man has come round for his debut as he wanted to do this game and I should always say yes I wasn't here last week I apologize and my daddy was here my dada my dada my father my father he was here visiting and I was like oh maybe I can get stuff done now there was just no chance. Whilst my dad was here, you know, you're constantly doing all the touristy stuff and a lot of drinking. And I was just honestly exhausted. Hosting for a week is, well, just a week was it was tiring. God knows who people do it even longer. So I literally went, no, I can't do anything. Uh, I had to cancel a lot of things. So I apologize for those I canceled on. I was just so exhausted. Like I'm actually, he, he left yesterday afternoon and I'm back in work in, uh, leaving for work in two hours. So I'm a little bit tired, as you can imagine. But I should say, we are back here now. Normal weekly shows shall commence as per normal. Now, if you are just here for the Zone the Enders chat, skip a half an hour, but please stay. We do try and make it a little bit fun. Let's get the plugs out of the way, shall we? Wherever you listen to this show, please give it a five-star review. It really helps the channel. And give it a review. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm crap. Tell me you just want to play more of the Zone of the Enders. And whenever you see this show come up on your socials, please give it a retweet or a share because it really helps us get out there. And also, if you want to help support the show financially, you can do on patreon.com forward slash retrowars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, which could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 65, and we're talking about my top 10 robots from gaming. Surfbot from Mega Man Legends. Oh, I love these little guys. Like, it took me so long to actually work out what they were from. And it wasn't until I played Mega Man 64. Yeah, I played the 64 version, didn't I? That I actually realized what these things were. And I love them so much. They're not in many games. They're really not in many games. And for a time, they were actually the mascot for Capcom. Well, I thought they were the mascot for Capcom. And I don't know why they, they aren't. They're a brilliant little feature. And I think they would go a long way. I look at the minions from Illumination. Like everyone loves them. The serve bots can, say, can do the same thing. I think maybe because they look like little Lego men, they don't want to face the actions of the Swedish.
And that was episode 65 of DLC of my top 10 robots. For next week, you know, off episode 66, I'm just going to go on and just go on a tangent. It is going to be about my week off. We did quite a lot of stuff and a lot of thoughts were going through my mind at that time. So I'm, it's not going to be gaming per se. I don't think it will be gaming. So if you want to, oh God, look at me if you want to agree. What a great shot. Well, it is 20 past five in the morning. If you want to hear me just rant about my week, that's what it's going to be. So that will be next week. So no gaming DLC, but just a nice family one. Yeah. Now, to let you know that 5% of all the Patreon fund each month will go to a charity called Get Well Gamers, and they help provide uh, UK hospitals around the UK with games and consoles. And so far, we've raised about just over $7, which I know isn't much, but hopefully we can make this grow over time, and I want to get to the stage where we can start donating games and consoles. If you do want to donate directly, you can go to the link in the description, and any old games you may want to get rid of, they really appreciate. Additionally, for your money, you get access to our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, -on -one, take part in 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll butcher your names. Right, let's get into the first section, shall we? It's our letter section, which I call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where you guys can write in and ask pretty much whatever you want. Captain N says, "Danny, now that you're Mr. Big Time, getting press passes and talking to game developers, how are you able to keep yourself so grounded? Are we going to see a new sign of the podcast megastar Danny Carroll, who doesn't talk to the audience? If you ignore me, I'll just make more Saturn channels in your Discord for Chris to love." Um, I do talk to the audience, you cheeky bar steward. I often give abuse to the audience. <laughs> I love how he says, if you ignore me, I'm going to make Saturn channels. Yeah, because that's what he does. If you are new to the whole thing, um, Captain N likes to come and basically abuse my Discord by adding channels under my nose. And the annoying thing is for you Saturnians joining this, we call it the Saturn Smut Squad. Well, they call it the Saturn Smut Squad. They're going to be like, oh, you said Saturn, shut up. I call it the Smut Squad. So if you want to join the Smut Squad, you can. And for those Saturnians who want a place to fester and you know get together like a, like a cult you can join because there's a tab for you just for you which i don't take part of but apparently it is uh, apparently it's the most popular tab on our channel allegedly i get told these things and how do i keep myself go grounded um i don't know i'm a, i'm an idiot basically we all know this i think i'm just having a laugh like i was actually talking to my dad about it at the weekend and he still couldn't believe that i went to talk to nintendo um, and I get like press things from them now. He was, we were laughing because he got me um, a copy of Super Mario RPG, and I was just checking my emails. I said, "Oh, I've had an email from Nintendo." He went, "Does that mean you get free shit?" And I was like, "Shit, hang on." So I was going through my emails to see if I hadn't been sent a copy of Mario RPG. He went, "I went, oh no, no," and he went, "Oh, you're not that big time then." I was like, "Oh, thanks, Dad." Right in front of the woman from JJ um, JB Hi-Fi, I was like, "Yeah, cheers." <laughs> he was like, "Don't mention it." And my dad's about to turn 16, he still gives me shit. It's just ridiculous. Um, but no, honestly, look, I'm never going to change. Like, I, Even if I became this multi-million, which is never going to happen, we left, let's, let's be honest. But argument's sake, say if I won the lottery, that's probably a better example, isn't it? If I won the lottery, I'm never going to be you know act like big time, because I think a lot of people can, that can happen to, it can just go to the red. I'd never be me. I'd still be Edna Yorn. Uh, I'd still be exactly the same. I'm not going to change. I'm still wearing my stupid t-shirts. Like I literally was wearing Pokemon t-shirts the whole week because I love them. 
<laughs> never going to change. Never going to be. I'm always going to be me. Dave McGee says, hey, D-Boy, I formally invite you to Field Fest. It takes place somewhere in the summer. Captain N and Keeg's usually there. Don't touch the houseward. Now, <laughs> for those who know what he's on about, don't touch the houseward is because he lives in, Mr. Dave McGee and a few others do live in Canada. And um, Captain N and Keeg's have also been guests on the show. And they they go to just houses. And one of the things is don't touch Dave McGee's houseward. Now, he, by housewood, he doesn't mean anything else but wood. Because it's cold there. It's a cold country. So you need housewood to burn on a fire. And if anyone else thought any different, my God, you probably need to be part of the Smut Squad for Patreon for $1 a month. So, yes, I, you know what? I'd love to go to Field Fest. I'd love to get out of the country. I'd love to go to Canada. I was speaking to a friend yesterday who's just been traveling. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. But when you've got a spawn of Satan who follows you around and gets up in an hour and a half, it makes things a bit difficult. So whilst I'd like to make it, D-Boy, I, D-Boy, that's me, uh, Mr. Mr. McGee, I would love... Do you know what? When I eventually go to Canada, I want to meet people. I want to see you guys face-to-face. It'd be really good. Although we probably end up meeting and be like, oh, hello. Hello. They're too nervous. Like, little, ooh, ooh. And I imagine my wife will probably go, podcast friends. And if you get that reference, well done. Alright, there are our letters. Thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate when you guys write in. Let's go to our new section, which we call Patch 92.0 is our new section where I look what's been going on in the world of gaming and give my thoughts about it. I can't go everything, obviously, because there's so much that goes on. First up, Microsoft employees are about to lose their Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions. So apparently, 24,000 employees were basically told at Microsoft, you're going to lose your Game Pass. And they said, oh, you can, you can still get it, but it's just going to be discounted. Now, these employees aren't directly connected to Xbox, they're just Microsoft. You have to make that very clear because I imagine if they're with Xbox, yeah, they're going to get it. But these were just an added perk of being with Microsoft. But Phil Spencer, the good old boss of the whole thing, didn't know anything about it. And basically an email went around and he immediately went, oh, oh, no, 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 no. And it's been resolved. And all these employees have now got it back, which is good. I think that's a good thing because in reality, you know, I know that's a lot of people, 24,000. But even if, you know, you times that by 100, so what's that? Two and a half thousand? No, no, yeah, twenty-four thousand. Uh, uh, about two point four million. That's nothing. It's nothing to Microsoft. Two point four million. They poo that out. So I'd like to see that's a that's a good company uh, incentive. And I think you should get that. I think employees do deserve incentives. You work for them. You do work hard. You should get a little bonus of some sort. You know, provided you do the work correctly. But I think I'm glad that's been resolved. Well done. But apparently Game Pass is also going up in price by $2 for the best plan. That doesn't surprise me. It really does because we had this the other week, didn't we? That Sony are putting their prices up. It's just the way of the world. Things go up. It's shit. But that's it's inflation at the end of the day. Things will go up because we, as we get paid more, we've got to pay more for our stuff. That's just how the world works. And there's nothing we can do to get around that. 
Netcane, Netcane, Netflix's Arcane Season 2 is getting a 2024 release. Now, if anybody had seen or has not seen Arcane Season 1, which is on Netflix, it is absolutely incredible. It's a League of Legends um, series. I watched the whole thing, blitzed it as quick as I could. You don't need to watch League of Legends or play League of Watch, you play it. You need to play the game or know anything about it to watch Arcane. I absolutely loved it. I thought the animation was incredible. I thought the direction, the art direction was fantastic. I thought the acting was great. I thought the story was great. And I'm really excited for November 2024. That's when we're coming. And the same actors have all confirmed to come back. Awesome. Love it. it because they could leak. The, the Riot could have just basically, you know, crapped out anything. And it would have been absolutely terrible. It would have been useless and rubbish. And they'd still get the money because it's League of Legends. But they didn't. They really went full ham on it. And it was a fantastic series. That says you can actually make that. I think they were like, you know, you can make good video game stuff. Like look at Castlevania. You can make good video game adaptations. Just put a good story behind it and we will come. So as soon as that is available on Netflix, I'll immediately be downloading it. I'll be like, oh, I'm on it. I'm on, I'm on it. See you later, wife. I'm watching all like 20 episodes immediately. I think it'll be like six words or something like that. Now, Spider-Man 2 has sold, now this was of last week, 5 million copies as the PS5 climbs to new heights. Like, there's not much to say there because that's probably gone up even higher, but it's not even Christmas. It's not, we're not even at December and we're at 5 million copies. Well done. Well done, Spider-Man 2. I am very happy a lot of people are enjoying this game. The Venom one's going to come, isn't it? It has to come. A Venom game has to come. But we say this is looking you know, following on those heels. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the fastest selling Mario game ever. And 4.3 million in two weeks. And they believe, I think a lot of this has also been helped by the Mario movie. They actually showed you a graph, which I thought was quite cool, of the sale of Mario games before and after the Mario movie, and it was like a like for most titles, it was like a fifteen percent increase. Brilliant! Why wouldn't it be? A lot of people would have been introduced to the Mario series for the first time through the film, and think, "Oh, I want to play some Mario. I want to play some Mario." And for those people like me, it's like, "Oh, do you know what? I really want to play some Mario again." Like I've, uh, my, I bought myself Mario Wonder. I've been one of those people, um, and because I got because I had a bonus at work. Well, I didn't have, okay, I didn't have a bonus. Remember, I was the boss for a few weeks. I used some boss pay. Okay, I used some of the boss pay I had. And then I got Mario RPG for my birthday. <laughs> or Christmas, whatever he wants to do with it. Because it's my birthday's coming up soon. Uh, I was like, ooh, okay, so I've got some Mario stuff to play. Haven't played Mario Wonder. That's just not happened, but it will do at some point. But yeah, again, Mario doing well. And I know that it's in the Game Awards. Probably you can talk about that, actually, don't we? Yeah, we'll talk about the Game Awards in a minute. That needs to be mentioned. We'll do, we'll do that as the next bit. Cool. Well, no, at the end. At the end of this, we'll do that. Right, GTA 6. Remember that? It's coming. In December, we are getting a trailer. Rockstar has confirmed it. So they've said next, mar- next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next GTA. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experience with you all. My God. When that trailer comes out, my God. Like, they probably may give a release. It's coming out next year. It has to be coming out next year. But, oh, when you think how long GTA 5, like, that came out on the PS3. (laughs) It blows me away that came out on the PS3, and yet it was made to PS4, PS5 edition. 
still going strong. What is this game going to do? The pressure on this game to be perfect is just... I don't think... I don't think I can think of a game which has had that much pressure on it. Not, not even Zelda. Not even the new Zeldas have this much pressure than GTA 6. I just, it'll be the best-selling game of the decade within minutes. I can just see it now. Talking about Zelda, I just mentioned that at night. Nintendo is teaming up with Sony to create a live-action The Legend of Zelda movie. Now, Miyamoto has confirmed this. It's all in the pipeline. But at the moment, there's no plot, there's no date, there's no cast, there's nothing. All we know is that it's just being done by Sony. Which is, I, I was quite surprised. I was like, okay, so uh, like Sony have got the right stuff. So it's not going to be Illumination, is it? Because they do animation. So it's a live action film. It's like, wow, okay. So I'm intrigued. Would I want this? I don't know how I wanted this. It would have been cool animated, but the fact it's not being animated makes me think, okay, the Smash Brothers movie is officially gone. I don't think we're going to get that. That's that's not going to happen. I'm trying to fight back the yawns now. Oh, it's all going to be who's going to be cast as Link and Zelda, isn't it? Who is going to be cast? Like, everyone is saying Tom Holland for Link. You can't go wrong with Tom Holland. It's Bank. He's a good actor. And if anyone think you know, don't just look at Spider-Man. If you want to look at him in some films, he's done one. He did one with Chris Hemsworth when they were like um, on a boat. I can't remember what it was called, but they were ravaged on a boat, basically. And it was just them in a little boat with like five people and they ended up eating one of them. Really, really good film. He's brilliant in it. But I think Tom Holland's a good actor. I think he was great in the last Spider-Man film. I think that when he's the real raw emotion. So I do think if you go to Tom Holland, it would be an instant win because he could bring people to the box office. He's Spider-Man for God's sake. We can know he can do all the ninja tricks if needed. He could he could do all the flips. Zelda, ooh. That's going to be an interesting, wasn't it? I I'm not I'm not putting a name forward. Maybe Vin Diesel. That would be quite cool. Everyone's saying The Rock for <laughs> Ganondorf. I was like, no, no, no. It will be Ganondorf. It will. Be, it has to be Ganondorf. It'll be, if it's anything, it's going to be based on um, Link to the Past. I think, not Link to the Past, um, Ocarina of Time. I think they will make a Zelda based on Ocarina of Time. I wonder if they'll try and actually then make it part of the timeline. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like, not maybe not based on Ocarina of Time, but it's actually based in the Zelda lore. There's a direction that it goes. Like, you know, when they say, like, this is where Ocarina of Time branches, this is where the movie fits. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't do that. All right. Two more stories. PS5 losing Twitter and X support soon, and Elon Musk is likely to blame. So basically, PlayStation announced it's dropping the integration with X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, in the near future. So on November the 13th, so we've already passed that point. Wow, this is an old story. Basically, it's not happening. You're going to lose this. And what this is basically is because after buying Twitter in October 2022, we all know that Elon Musk changed it dramatically. And he reportedly, he was basically charging these companies such as Microsoft. He was charging PlayStation. He said, well, if you want to use us, you need to pay for us, which kind of makes sense. And they said, nah. Basically, Sony said, nah, so we're not getting that, which is a bit shit, because that means you can't upload your photos straight to Twitter, which is what you want to do, don't you? You do a screenshot, I want to upload that to Twitter. No, you're not doing that. Not happening, not at all. And finally, yeah, better I talk about it, the Game Awards. So the nominations have all been dropped. Now, the six games 
which are going up for Game of the Year. We've got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That is pretty stacked. That is a pretty stacked lineup. Like, like personally me, it's Resi 4. It's Resi 4 for me. I, I thought Resi 4 was incredible. But that is a pretty stacked lineup. I think Nintendo are going to be very happy. They've got two games in there. Uh, Capcom be made up. Resident Evil 4's up there. Um, I think Marvel Spider-Man 2. I don't think that will win it. I think I think they, they said the, it's the story, isn't it, that's going to get there. So what we're going to do for DLC, we're not going to do it next week. We will do it for the following week. I'm going to go through everything. I'm going to go through all the nominations, and I'm going to make predictions. And I want you guys to write in as well, and we'll see how many we can get. I'll take, we'll make a scorecard of all Patreons. You want to all play, and we'll see who can get the highest. You got to submit, yeah, submit your scores to me. I want to, I want you to submit on Patreon. We'll, I'll, I'll talk about it more next week. See who can get the highest score. We'll have a little competition between them. There's no prize, just you know, glory. We'll see who can get the biggest score, shall we? Out of everyone, I'll be extremely treated. I bet I'll win. I'll win. I'll beat all you bastards. I will. In talk, there's me not speaking to fans. I just called you all bastards, haven't I? <laughs> all right, let's move on to our free section, shall we? Which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh-huh. Sticky Nutty Ginger is our free section which anyone can play and I want to hear about your gaming frustrations or gaming wins because we all know gaming has that ability to make us feel just so angry. Now I'll butcher some of these names. So Joseph Haringa says, my biggest frustration has been the Destiny 2 servers getting dedosed. What's that mean? Do you mean closed or dedo? What? My gaming win is I've been pretty good at Turbo Gold Racing as a result of not being able to play Destiny. <laughs> yeah, fair You know, if one door closes, another one opens. So maybe that will become your thing. What the hell does DDoSed mean? This is me getting old, isn't it? What the fuck does DDoSed mean? Oh, it's an attack. Okay, they got attacked. Denial of service attack. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm thick. Leave me alone. That annoys me when people do that. Like, not Destiny 2, but people feel they need to hack things. Like, why ruin it for others, you bellends? <sighs> Rob Gervais says, I can't seem to get any other weapons in Mortal Shell. I Unfortunately, that I don't know what Mortal Shell is. Like, I don't. So, I'm sorry, Rob. I, I can't support you on that. I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. I, I am. And Brendan Starr says, I got a second place finish in F-099. Well done. I've got nowhere near that. I do know what that needs a DLC, doesn't it? Well done, Brennan. I'm very impressed with you for that. I'm. Oh, give us more F-0. Oh, I love F-099. What, what a game that is. But well done. God, if anyone's going to win, you're just a hero. Dave Graham says, Leland was aggravating. He kept giving away my position in the buses. Dab you, Leland. Who is... Hang on, I have to Google. No, who is Leland? Leland. Now I've got Leland as an American singer and songwriter. So I don't know. I don't think it was him. 
I don't think it was Leyland. Maybe it was Leyland, the, the dance electric pop pop star. So to you, Brett Leyland, yeah. Stop giving away his position, you bar steward. How dare, don't give away Dave's position. It's not very nice. And Andre Christensen says, enough frustration, not enough wins. Yeah, that's always the thing, isn't it? When you just don't, you just want to win. When you go on a losing streak, oh my God, the rage that can happen on a losing streak. Like when I used to play Tekken and Street Fighter, when I used to go on losing streaks, oh my fucking God. The rage that was, and it's going to happen again, isn't it? I can just see it's going to happen all day because I'm, oh. Oh, it's, like, I'm not ready for more rages when, when Tekken 5, well, Tekken 5, Tekken 8 comes out. I'm just going to lose my shit. All right, let's get into our final Patreon section, which we can, well, which you. All right, let's get into our final Patreon section, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Survival Die is our final Patreon section where each week we get two characters, games, franchises, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is wearing an Earthworm Jim suit armed with Shao Kahn's Hummer. And we ask the question, which one of these should have their brains smashed in, and which one of them should live to fight another day? Now, this week, as we are talking robots, I've decided to look at who were number two and number three in my DLC of all time. And I wanted to pit them together. Yes, they were two and three. They were Metal Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog series and Robo from Chrono Trigger. I have my own opinion. Although, it, it, ooh, this is one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm listening here. Because I'm still, ooh, on the fence. So I will listen. Have you, some of you guys got involved. So I want to hear from you and see if that changes my opinion. Let's have a little dive in, shall we? Dave McGee says, Metal Sonic dies. Robo is from Chrono Trigger. That is all. <laughs> just because it's from Chrono Trigger, that doesn't mean, Dave, you can just put it to the front of the queue. Not everything is good. Not all the characters from Chrono Trigger are good. We all know this. Not all of them are born equal. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Metal Sonic have the capacity to kill its own creator? Whilst Robo is just kind of there. Even so, Metal Sonic survives, and you can just turn Robo into a pipe bomb or something. Yeah, he does. Oh, he Metal Sonic easily has the capacity to kill its own owner. Think about it. It's Sonic, but metal. So we could run the speed of sound. Easily could kill Dr. Robotnik. There's just no doubt about that. Like, in a fight, there's no way that Robo's beaten Metal Sonic. There's, and if you come at me and say that he could, shut up. Shut up. There is no way that Robo stands even a chance against Metal Sonic. Captain N says, well, this is easy. Robo survives. Chrono Trigger is better than any Sonic game, period. Right, I, I, we've at this point, just gone over this. I will not be taking questions. This is back to Captain N. I will not be taking any questions on that statement. Sonic's legacy is dead, and he should be dead. Oof, you have been given me, you've given me an opportunity to kill one of his forms, so I will just choose to kill him. With fire and smear poop on his face while I dunk my nuts in his boring mouth. To sum up, Robo is cute and fun character and fuck Sonic. Christ. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? What's going on, Captain N? Are you okay? 
It's not like you to be so aggressive. Jesus, just kill him with fine smear poop on his face and dunking his nuts in his boring man. What? Why would you? Hang on, there's a risk in that one. A, he's on fire, so you're going to burn your balls. But then you're going to smear poop on his face. And then there's probably a chance you're going to get poop on your nuts. You need to think about that. Yeah. Raging Demon says, Metal Sonic survives because I have killed that cunt an unaccountable number of times, and yet here he appears again and again. I have killed the 8-bit Metal Sonic. I've even killed the 8-bit Metal Sonic. So he is ergo invincible, and whatever the fuck that other robot is, sucks and dies. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't say that. That was, that was fucking Raging Demon. Oof. Oof. <laughs> there's a lot of hatred it's too all but there's a lot of hatred here who am I going to go with oh. now if I hadn't played Chrono Trigger of course I would have gone with Sonic to, Metal Sonic to survive I am going to go with Robo to survive I'm going to have Metal Sonic have its brain smashed in yes Yes, because I I loved Robo. Robo was my man when I played Chrono Trigger. He was, he was, he was awesome. I liked it considering he was a robot. He was cool. He had a bit of personality behind him. The fact that Kiri Toriyama did the design helps as well. But I, Robo was a beast. He was literally my guy when it came to playing that game. Without him, I'd be so in trouble. Oh, I wouldn't want. I would not have enjoyed Chrono Trigger as much if I didn't have Robo. There, 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 there we go. Does that help? Does that help? Does it? He was just such a monster. He was my healing guru. It's like, you need who? Healing? Heal! He was, oh, so cool. Rockets, rockets! Yeah, lasers, lasers! I'm going to get some hatred for that one. But saying that, there's going to be a war between you guys for some of your viewpoints on the other. Oof, I'm, up, oof, I'm not playing that one. All right, what have I been up to? Um, yeah, as I said, we, well, the time of writing this, it was actually prepping for the, my dad to arrive and injuring people with football. Oh, yeah, that was the week, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I went to... I was playing five-a-side. So if you don't know what that is, it's like basically a short-sided game of football and the ball I made a save and I was trying to clear the ball really quick and I punched it as hard as I could and I ended up punching the ball into this guy's face and his nose just went Boop! I was like oh shit he didn't break it thankfully just the nosebleed but at the time it did look quite grim I was like oh shit I'm so sorry he knew it was an accident he knew it was a complete accident uh what have I been playing right these were actually what I'd done prior so I'd finished Earthbound Beginnings that Earthbound Beginnings is now done Thank the Lord, Earthbound Beginnings is finished. And I also managed to finish with Punch-Out. Okay, finished to a point, I was like, that's, that's enough now. Finished, hang on, I'm going to sneeze now. Everything's coming out. <coughs> oh, are we done? Are we done, buddy? Room me anymore? Yeah, I finished Soup Punch-Out, so I was like, yeah, 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 I've had enough of this now. I really enjoyed, don't get me wrong. Um, and I want to start getting through Act Razor. That's probably the next... Um, game on my list of old games. Although saying that Super Mario RPG technically is getting that treatment as well. So yeah, uh, I will go through. I know it's been a bit hectic, and I know I'm kind of just going back all into this. But we are here. We are back, and let's just get things back on track, shall we? So before I go into it, I give you patrons the chance to give your thoughts on it. So Blaine the Hoagie Man says, if you want to know more of my thoughts of the game, please continue listening to the episode. Well, of course, Blaine, you're the bloody guest. My weirdy, my weirdy. Captain N says, who are the Islanders? Are they entitled to their own zone? I guess I'll have to wait and see, and I couldn't agree more. Oh, smart ass. 
I was thinking about that. I was trying to look way more into that than I should have. Smart ass. Dave McGee says, so when are we... So when we are in zone of the enders, are they at the end of the zone? Oh, for God's sake, stop trying to be smart asses, the lot of you. It's too early in the morning for your shit. It really is. Bar stewards. All right, let us get into this. I've been talking long enough. I am going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Blaine the Hoagie Man are going to be talking about Zone of the Enders, which was released in Europe for the PlayStation 2 on March the 23rd, 2001. Fuck me, I'm old. Making their debut to the show is Blaine the Hoagie Man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Danny. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Now, I know we have to deal with you at the moment because you're currently having a thunderstorm at the moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, have to probably play beat the clock a little bit, but hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, so if it suddenly just cuts out or Blaine suddenly yeah. goes on fire, then we know yes. what's happened. Spontaneously combusted. And so Blaine's calling on his phone at the moment, and I have to make an apology. We're trying to get this set up, and I realized it was my end because I forgot to push the button that goes play audio. It's like, oh, dick. So I look like a right twat. Uh, but right. I'm looking through his phone, <laughs> and all I can see is turtle stuff, which is, like, amazing. Like, shit, the bed, there's a lot of turtle stuff. Yes, there is. This is, there's a lot of, he's giving me a tour of his bedroom. He is clothed. But there's a lot of turtle stuff here. So much more that I would yeah, I got, want. I got pants on. I've, He's got pants on. It's better than me. Pants I, I haven't got pants on. I have not. I couldn't be asked putting <laughs> pants on this morning. It's like I've, I've got a top. That's about. That's pants about are, as much he's getting. Pants are stupid anyway. Yeah, pants are stupid. Who doesn't? Who needs pants? Just walk <laughs> around your boxer shorts and you're fine. Yeah, just free balling everywhere. It's all good. Yeah, because you know robots don't need. Pants. Robots don't no, have they pants. Do. They don't. They do not. They do no. not. And that's what we are talking about today. Robots. Giant Evil. robots in Zone of the Enders for the PS2. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Now, you brought this to me and said you wanted to cover it. Now, why did you want mm -hmm. to cover Zone of the Enders? Well, I feel like it's one of the series that from Konami that gets kind of overlooked a lot. Like, you don't really hear a whole lot of people talking about it. But going through it recently, replaying it, because I remember playing it as a teenager because mm. it came out like what in the early 2000s. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of fun, but I don't ever remember finishing it. So I'm like, oh, I, I absolutely need a reason to play it again. So I fired it up on the PS3 HD collection. And well, we got some we got some things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went through the same mindset. I was like, oh, I remember this game. Because I I, mm -hmm. I I don't think I bought it. I definitely played it. I think I rented yeah. it as a kid. But then I was like, did I finish it? And then I, I played it again. I went, no, 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 no. I did finish it. Because I, I remember right. it, the whole thing ends on a cliffhanger. I was like, no, no. I, I finished it. Yeah, I never even owned it myself. My one uh, childhood friend had it. And it's one of the, it, them things where you don't even remember why you got it. Because it's not like, oh, there was like a huge Zone of the Enders, like, 
fan base or anything. It's just one of the things that kind of just dropped in. So it's like, well, what was other things that were probably around the time, like Gundam and stuff like that? So it's like the mm. closest thing you could probably relate it to. So we played it over there. And then I go, I said, I remember, I'm like, I don't recall beating this. And then when I did finally finish, I'm like, no, I definitely did not finish it myself back then, but I'm finally glad to do it now. Yeah, you, you mentioned Gundam, and I think that's one of the reasons I picked this up. And it wasn't mm-hmm. for the whole Ko- Kojima thing. And he was like, he was like, yeah, he's a producer. I was like, yeah, he's a producer. But they literally mm-hmm. went so heavy on his name. And I was like, I don't think he actually yeah. did anything. We'll just fuck it. Just throw it on because people will buy it because they think he made it. But they're all stupid. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, there, there seems to be a bit of influence there, maybe slightly, but not like definitely nothing like way out there like he does mm. there's not that influence but you said Gundam and that is definitely a reason why I picked this up because yeah. I love me some giant mechs and mm-hmm. I literally now our box art's a difference so your box art had Jehetty like standing in front in the middle of the screen we right. had it, it Jehetty was like on the side of the screen and like a white background and it was all fading as like and the box art is fucking fire Buy it so much uh, better than your the English ver- or the UK version, European mm-hmm. version, the American. It's fucking fire. You have to check it out sometime. Oh, American version, shite. And if you don't know what I'm, you know, honestly, anyone watching this, maybe not in your car because you'll get done, but watch it or look at them both because it's like, yeah, they can understand that. And I just bought it for that. Now, it, apparently, it came with a Metal Gear Solid 2 demo disc. I can't remember that. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably what a lot of other people about it for like oh we want to try this other game and see what that's like like oh well you know this metal gear solid 2 uh demo just comes with a free game basically is how they just comes with a free game yeah (laughs) now this is a giant robot mech and the best way i could describe this was like so i've been banging on for for a long time about armored core 6 and how that's Mm -hmm. like the ground gundam stuff and like the very meaty war stuff where then you've got like the absolutely nutty saber battles of Gundam. This is that side. Yeah. This is that. This is not the ground deep. This is like when they do the mad shit with the sabers and the bullets and the guns. Like this is that side of Gundam because that's what it is. It's not like it's not like Armored Call. It is you fly into space and attack shit and attack everything. Yeah, as I say, it's like I like the fact that you can go in like different directions when you're fighting the other mechs in the in the vicinity, and a lot of them are just they're not even like other people. You just fight robots that are just AI controlled, so it's like you don't even have to worry about like because obviously with the main character, he doesn't want to kill anybody. Of course, but he he's doesn't. okay with, but he but he is okay with the you know just the robot slaughter, which is fine. Yeah, he doesn't mind the robot slaughter now. So this basically, I, I was. When I replayed, I was like, this is basically the plot of Gundam. This is basically mm-hmm. the plot of the original Gundam. And it's set in Mars, and it's set in this, one of the space colonies uh, around Jupiter. No, 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 yeah, it's around Jupiter, isn't it? Um, yeah. And that's what, and basically people who, who live in these colonies are called Enders. And it's like, oh, basically, it's that sort of thing. And eventually, I, I genuinely believe everyone will be in colonies at some point. It'll have yeah. to happen. Um, and <clears throat> you play a kid named, oh God, the American box art just popped up. Oh, um, you play a kid called Leo who accidentally right. stumbles with his mates. He accidentally stumbles across a big, huge Japanese robot style 
thing called Jehati. And he jumps mm-hmm. in and Jehati's AI basically says, I'm going to make you do everything. I'm going to be God. And Leo was like, oh, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't want to kill. Aid is like his AI. He's like, now nah, you got to kill everyone. And then he basically gets contacted by, let's just call him the military today. Oi, the fuck you doing in that? Bring that to us. And that right. that's his job, basically. Bring that from Jehati from point A to point B. And in the meantime, do missions. That is the game. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like the concept of like, he's trying to run and hide. And it's just, he like you said, he stumbles in it. And then he's like, well, you're not supposed to be here, but fuck it. Well, I'm going to teach you how to fly me. And then I like that's how they kind of implement where it's like, well, how does this kid who obviously has zero military training mm-hmm. whatsoever is able to giant fly this giant war machine? Yeah, it's basically what it is, is a giant war machine. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, it, it kind of explains it to you, the player. So at the same time, it explains it to him, the character. Yeah. So I kind of like that little little bit of the game. Yeah, because Aid Aid is basically telling him everything and what he needs to do, and the whole mm-hmm. time Leo's like, "No, we're not killing people. We ain't we ain't doing that, bitch." And he's like, "Aid, you want it, Ada? Please don't let me do it." <laughs> yeah, don't make me do the worst voice acting. So like, don't make me yeah. do it. I don't want to. And <laughs> so he has to basically go from um, point A to point B. But then there are little side missions you can get where it's like the cult parts of the colony are in are like. You need, you need to go help them. So you need to go help the civilians. And you can basically say, fuck them. Nah, don't want to. Uh, but then you can just go get them if you want to get a better score at the end. Now, yeah, there's this side quest shit. There know, is this, the end. and it, it's shit. It, it, mm-hmm. It's shit. Now, before mm-hmm. we start going into more, I think, about the plot, I think basically we need to talk about this, this Jehoti. Now, Jehoti is basically, as you said, a war machine. And mm-hmm. This thing will can fly in all sorts of directions, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. You can go up, you can go down, you can go literally fly across this space colony. And when you fight enemies, holy shit, does it kick off the you literally auto target you can auto target them and fly in and start slashing, shooting, doing whatever you want in it. And that first fight you play is like, holy shit, this is brilliant. Right. I found myself when I was playing, I would just use the like the thrust thing with the sword mm. most of the time because I feel like that was just instantly kill everything. But if I'm far away, I'll shoot the enemies for a while. And you can also do yourself a, like a single person Goku spirit bomb with it. You can. With the ones. Yeah, and that animation. Yeah, you basically basically you charge. I think it's like you hold the button, and then all of a sudden, you basically mm-hmm. make your own spirit bomb, and you punch it. You punch it. Imagine Goku punching a spirit bomb towards them. Yeah, just, I was like, do you know what? What that animation still is really cool. Like, yeah, that's an amazing animation, and that does that does the most damage. That does the yeah. most damage. The spirit bomb. However, you can't use it close. And eventually, some of the enemies, when you get later on in the game, they click on like, eh, come on, don't fuck off, don't yeah. mess around. They'll just dodge it straight away. Yeah, a lot of that stuff's more or less. I like how it's like if you're far away, you could shoot, and then there's also like a lock-on beam where it's like like a spread shot kind mm-hmm. of a way. Or like like I said, a lot of times I just get up close and just slash them, or like I said, do like get that thrust slash and yeah. stuff like that. And that's so much more fun. Like you can basically use your thrust, and your thrust you can go left, right, up, down. You can thrust all over the place, and you make yourself look so cool when you're doing the slashes. Mm-hmm. 
and you could basically do yeah. like thrust in slash jump back and I was like that is cool that is so so cool now I want to bring this up I'm not I know this is probably a little bit more of the uh, saucy kind of side of the things Ooh. but like still trying to talk about the giant robot it's like when you're piloting this thing you would think most of the time oh are you piloting from the head or the, maybe even the chest like nope Kojima and his team decided that he, they were going to take the word cockpit literally because you're literally piloting it from the robot's dick area. And this thing ain't small. It's a really huge cockpit. And when it flies, yeah, and when it flies, it's like jutted out. Like it's like a giant robot erection just flying to the sky. I so literally had some water I, I had in my mouth. That I literally had to go off screen for a second because I was like, going to spit my water out. Yeah, you literally, most things you're like in the head region or you're in the chest region. No, no, no. We're jetty. No. You're in the cockpit. <laughs> you're in the giant cockpit. Yep. You're in the absolutely. Giant... Do you know what? I often think, right, whenever I watch these things and mm-hmm. I'm like, there is no way you don't get the G's don't knock you out. Like the speed mm-hmm. and you're moving around. I was like, you'd be. It would kill you. Unless you'd be puking at least. Yeah, you'd be vomit, but they're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. It's not a problem. Like I I'd love to pilot a Gundam, but then I look at it and go, No. No, I'd get queasy really quick. I'd I'd be vomiting everywhere. But yes, you sit in the cockpit um the whole time. And it is a big cockpit because it can fit two people in there as well, because you get a part yeah, you get a passenger. Selvis, I think her name was. Like you find her randomly during one of the missions. Yes, because she's, like, oh, she's gotta got to save her because she's volunteering to save the kids. Yeah, but there was nobody there. There's, <laughs> they're all dead, and yeah. so the whole point is like he won't kill anyone, and yeah, that's good because you're fighting just these robots the whole time. But however, whilst you can just go in guns blazing if you want to, and just annihilate everything, that you still have to worry about the structural damage of the colony. And there people can die because of that. So you if you want the highest score, like the A grade, um, mm-hmm. you have to really be careful how you start engaging with the enemies, like maybe drag them toward like aggro them towards you, do the fighting outside of the big battles, or do the long range Goku spirit bomb punch so you can limit the amount of damage that you're doing everywhere. But if you don't care, just just annihilate things. Yeah, just this would be like just uh like well i just destroyed half the colony but you know what i just saved this lady that's okay yeah exactly yeah the needs of one outweigh the needs of all basically mm-hmm. and she might oh, give I'll you bring, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely bring that up a little later too when we talk about a, a boss character or, or antagonist as oh, well yeah i think i know you want about here but because um, essentially yeah you, you it's up to you how you want to play the game and mm-hmm. i think that there are some there are some different areas of this game, so in the sense of different scenarios, there's the usual ones where you follow the story mission where you, you defeat robots. And then mm-hmm. there's the colony ones where you defeat robots. Then there's the ones where you go underground and you defeat robots. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty samey a lot of the time. And I think you realize it gets pretty old pretty quick. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. I also noticed that one of the things I felt about this game is it's it's normally really short. I'll actually reveal that it, I did use a guide because I was like, I remember why I didn't beat it is because of this reason I'm about mm-hmm. to bring up. But this part, past time I did 
speed it in like around the three and a half hour mark because again i was using a guide because there's going to be times when the game's like hey we need this thing but good luck finding it or hey yeah, we yeah. need to go grab this but we're not going to tell you where so you basically and a lot of times like you were mentioning you are just going to go from area to area sometimes you'll pop in and be like well we can't do this right now so go somewhere else yeah and then it's like okay cool and then it's like, I feel like they kind of maybe artificially lengthen the game just because of that purpose. There is, there is some padding. There is definitely some padding in this game. And like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. you need to, before you go into this bit, you need to get the, you know, the MacGuffin. I was like, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. And getting these MacGuffins are often, you have to go down to these like underground bits. And you are quite closed off. You're not going to be speeding around as much. The only cool thing about going underground is that you can basically have Jetty like basically skate along the floor mm-hmm. and it looks really cool because it's scraping everywhere. Although I was thinking yeah, that's gonna, like going back and forth yeah, that like, when I was doing it. I was like that's gonna leave a mark. That Jetty, there's no way there's sparks everywhere. There's no way there is that floor is impervious to these to this big giant war robot gouging <laughs> you know, basically itself. Because this thing must weigh fucking tons. And there's no way that floor is not getting away unmarked. But it apparently does. The unmarkable floor. But it, it's kind of boring at the same time. You Because you get them a guff and you're like, ah, okay, now I can carry on. And you just get... I think it gets very, very tedious so quickly. Yeah. The one part I remember in specifically is the one where you're like... You need a sniper rifle to take down this giant uh, thing so you can move forward. Then you do that. Then they're like, oh, well, the backup generators kicked in. So now you have to go to the generators and, oh, shit, you can't get through one because there's a force field and you need to un- grab one of these unmanned robot things. But where is it? We don't want to tell we you. We don't want to tell you. Go find. Do you know what, though? Find that unmanned robot, though. That was pretty cool. I did like mm-hmm. that bit. So you controlled an unmanned robot. And it was basically piss weak. And yeah. I like that because it kind of, you know, it would die really quickly. You couldn't really hurt the enemies that much. And that was a bit of variation getting to control. Was it a raptor? I think it was yeah. what it was called. And yeah, I, it was like those really like thin ones. But yeah, I think they were called raptors. But that was cool. That was a cool mm-hmm. thing to do. But then that's all you really get. Like you get to some bosses or one boss in particular and, and Ada's like, nah, I don't work anymore. <laughs> so you have to try and fix Ada before you can even go forward. I was like, oh, fucking I'll stop padding the game out. Oh yeah. Like when the, yeah, like the virus thing. Yeah. 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 The leaves that I remember. Yeah, now I remember that part too. But there, there is so much well, padding. Well, I'm think- oh, go on. Well, I was gonna say I, the one thing I also like about like Ada, the uh, the AI, is that there was a one part where she basically is like, I don't sense any vital signs in this area, and then Leon's Leo's like, so everyone's dead, and she's like, that's correct, and I forget exactly what she says, but she's basically like, you're not as stupid as you look. <laughs> there is there is some stupid lines in the mm-hmm. dialogue, that being one of them. And I think yeah. there's another one where like the military guy goes, you know, basically to Leo, and you know, we need you to to bring this jetty to us. And he goes, okay, I'll do it this one time. I was like, what do you mean you'll do it this one time? What else are you doing? What You, you plan to do this again? I'll <laughs> say like maybe four, but that's that's the maximum willing to go. Yeah. I was like, oh, shut up. Shut up, Leo. 
like whoever they got to voice this cast i was like they obviously didn't take like you know when you see metal gear solid it's fantastically voice acted and you look at this and go Mm -hmm. the fuck we're doing konami we got like our c c voice acting tier group going on with this one this is you know it was but, bad. It was bad. Like, honestly, everything. When he screams as well, Aah! I was like, "Oh, shut up! Shut! I don't care. Just, just kill him." Yeah, I, I do. I do want to mention that I, I, in a way, I kind of feel Leo's a bit, bit of a bitch, but that's just how I feel personally. Well, he is. He is yeah, a bit of a is. bitch. He is like. Well, I want to also bring up like Viola, the the antagonist, since we can probably bring her up now. She's like at the very beginning of the game, what you find out where she's the reason why all his friends are dead because a giant robot falls all over all of them. Mm-hmm. And, Kills and then he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm not going to kill you. OK, fine. I, I, I can. You know, he's like what a teenager. Mm. He's scared. He doesn't want to fucking be here. Understandable. So then he's talking to that Salvis girl and she's like, you're going to protect me. Right. And no sooner. Boom. She gets shot by viola and then i don't know if you noticed this i don't i might have been uh seeing something but the guy he was talking to i think kind of like nodded at her like like yeah okay <laughs> or, foreshadowing that, yeah that may have been a thing i mean that and then like you fight her again and then she's like basically egging him on like kill me just fucking kill me and he's like i don't want you to die viola and he's like jesus fuck with this kid yeah and she's... then, like when she when she finally is about to die, she literally like I'm and I'm very very glad for an antagonist. She just kind of spelled it out straight. She's like, "Kid, if you come after me, I'm going to kill you, and I will kill everyone you care about. Just let me go." Yeah, but it, it's like yeah. Eventually, she like dies. Okay, mm-hmm. spoiler. Um, she yeah. gets basically sent out into Jupiter's atmosphere, and mm-hmm. was, he's like, "Yeah," she's like, "Just just shut up, shut up, kid." Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this I know it's war. I know you don't want to kill anyone, but why do you want to save her? She's she's not a nice person. She's they, they, they give her this big like monologue at the end. It's like, was I was I worth it? I was like, you killed a lot of people. Don't make it mm-hmm. you that's like basically like if N Bison was basically dying. We put this romantic piano thing and Ryu over his corpse going, It's okay, N Bison, I don't want you to die. They're not nice people. No, it's kind of like the Joker with Batman, and that's one of the reasons why in the the one Batman Begins movie, even though like Batman says, "I'm not going to kill you, but I ain't going to save you either." Like that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't have to be the one who kills them, but just stop trying to save them all the time. Yeah, oh no, that's um, Rajah Ghul. Yeah, because he lets yeah, he he puts him on the trace. I ain't going to save. It's like that's fine. Do it yeah. that way. That that's exactly. I have no qualms. But Leo's mm-hmm. such a little bitch. He's like, I want to mm-hmm. save everyone. Well, you didn't save the you fucking colony. Die, Viola. I know. I keep doing that voice. I'm gonna keep that's, mocking him. It's not a bad impression, to be fair, because that's what he <laughs> fucking sounds like. And then after he's basically been a bitch, and mm-hmm. he then fight has to fight uh, Anubis, who is Jehetti's basically twin frame. Fantastic twin frame, and you and, and you can't even defeat it. It's you can't like even touch it. Survive you. Sur- you got to survive it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, just run, bitch, run. Mm-hmm. And that that's the final boss. I like that. I was like, okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. Changes it up a little bit, but then obviously, like as we were probably mentioning before, 
this game is basically just setting the sequel. It's like, okay, we, we want a sequel. Let's set it up, make it a short game, and then boom, we're off to the races. All right. And this is the thing. I know it sets up the second game, the second runner, and I've never played the second runner, which I think is a crime in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played it either. It's meant to be so much better. It's meant to be like everything this game has, it is built upon even further and like perfected by the second one. Yeah, this was kind of like the appetizer, the setting up to the main course, obviously. Because yeah. this kind of felt like a bit like, you know, if you got like a demo, you know, you got the Metal Gear Solid demo, but this kind of feels like this is like a PS2 demo. It's not that long. Mm-hmm. The- no. It's a great looking game. Don't get me wrong. It's a very, very good looking game. Or Jetty and the way it moves. The problem I have with it was that because it's all on one colony, that it's the same environment the whole time. It's just that that dark black feeling. It's like this is not mix up the environments. Yeah, it's a lot of browns and like dark. Excuse me, dark greens and like just the lighter colors. Like nothing bright and cover colorful. Just everything like bland. Yeah, and the enemies are bland, and it's the mm-hmm. same enemy types the whole time. Either this fat thing or a raptor, they just get stronger with armor and better weaponry. That's all you really face. Like the bosses, the bosses are great. The bosses are cool. And there's not even a lot of them either. No. There's like four, two regular bosses, and then you fight Viola a few times. Yeah, and then this final boss, and that, that that's so, it. So nothing major. But the bosses are so cool because they're so big. And you have yeah. to move around, but again, it's the same backdrop. Is that boring? Like, ugh. like it's either not... like big city or out in the out in the wilderness area. Yeah, that's that, major, and that's all it is. It's like you mm-hmm. wish you could mix it up. Like maybe send them into space. Like you know, again, I'm basing this off a of Gundam thing where they have battles in space, they have battles on land. And, you know, their battles on Earth. I understand we're a long way from Earth before anyone goes, well, I can take you light years. I fucking know that. Um, but it, yeah. when you play it, it just becomes the same sort of thing all the time. Now, I can't quite remember, but does the space colony kind of look like a halo? Yes, it looks like a halo. So it's just like the preload to halo somehow. Mm. Yeah, basically, they, they nick that and went, that'll do. Because I always think, what's a colony going to look like? Because Gundam had their way of doing it where it was like a rotating. It rotates. And I, I imagine that's got something to do with gravity. That's, that's I don't know. But, you know, call me call me a madman. Yeah, I know, because if you're on the upside down area, like, holy shit, like, you'd be like, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, what's going to happen? We're all going to die. It's like, that'd be so weird, though, to see. It's like when you watch Halo and you look up and you go, holy shit. That woman's got somebody. A- yeah, you look up and you go, that woman's got her breasts out. That's uh-huh. so weird. That, that's weird. I can see people playing tennis, but the ball's mm-hmm. still there. That That's just, yeah. uh, that'd be a freaky little thing. But yeah, you get as well, you know, we were talking about the weaponry earlier, and then you've got like, you know, your energy sword, your energy projectile. But then there are various sub-weapons like the sniper rifle. And I'm like, these, these sub-weapons are poo. Yeah, it actually took me a while to even realize they were there because you have to pause the game and then go to the weapons thing and select mm. what you want. And I'm just like, I'll use this if I have to, but I yeah. don't use them ever. <laughs> no, I never did. I was like, I don't see they're not cool, the 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 crap to potential, yeah. they're just not fun. 
Um, but like some areas, like when I first put this in, I I love the opening cinematic, the opening music. That mm-hmm. like the angel I suppose, oh, it's like wow, okay, this this feels different. Now I was also going to ask, like, what did you think of the music? Because honestly, aside from that main menu song, I didn't really feel anything from the music myself. Because I was like, okay, it's there, but I don't really care about it. No, the, 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 that opening music's the only thing that sticks. And the, yeah. I can hear that now straight away. Mm-hmm. Zony Enders, I'll literally, you know, you, like you'd love a mo- movie game quiz. And like you know, ultimate you know the ultimate soundtracks. So they have the Halo, the Skyrim, yeah. Sonic. They could put Zony Enders mm-hmm. that that title screen in there, and I'd go, "Yep, straight away, I know what shit that is." But nothing else really ever grabbed me. The only thing I could say about the soundtrack was that it was pretty cool. Like when you are nowhere near an enemy, the music went all quiet and that was like just kind of relaxing. Yeah. But then when you got near something, it all, it all kicked off. Yeah, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, like, got intense. Like, I, like, I did like that, but like there's like, there's not a song I can think of where it's just like, oh my God, that's from that. I'll be like, okay, what is that from? But then... No, there's nothing... nothing fantastic is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's nothing fantastic about that, and which is a bit of a shame. And again, maybe the second runner... So people are going to come at me going, play the second runner, play, because... Oh, and I know there's an anime as well. I know there's an anime with Viola in it. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a pr- obviously a prequel. Uh, I think it was yeah. a Game Boy Advance game as well, which I've never heard of. Never even heard of it. I've never heard of that either. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, it's Game Boy Advance. Oh, that means I can find it. Mr. PS Vita will be like, oh, let, let's see let's see who wants that. Although it will be one of them, try and find someone to play that game. I'm struggling to yeah. find someone who's played Final Fantasy Adventure at the moment. So trying to see <laughs> who's played the Game Boy Advance game of Zone of the Enders, I might be struggling. Right. Yeah, I know about the second runner. I think that was the only one that got like a separate like upgrade to the PS4 slash 5. Mm-hmm. I don't, this game hasn't really gone anywhere since the HD remake. No, I don't. I don't the PS3. I don't think it it would. And I think, like, don't get me wrong, it is a very good looking game. In well, okay, in elements, the mm-hmm. most of the game looks kind of like, meh, meh, yeah. but Jehuti and like the Viola suit and Anubis, they look tits. They look so cool. Yeah, I love the the. Yeah, I will say I definitely love the robot designs in this game. Especially, um, what about like the way you can find upgrades? Because there's always like these little, like weird little node oh, things you have to kind of find. Weird. Yeah, and it was like it was kind of stupid because it's like, well, again, find the thing. Well, where is it at? Well, it's hidden in here randomly somewhere. And then literally, Jehuti like just goes to it and it, like opens up and now, like absorbs like, yeah, like, into her hand. It's like that's just weird. Again, yeah. that's how you got your bullets. That's how you got everything. And I don't know. I it. I'm glad it was only like yeah, three and a half, four hours. And it's one of them. Yeah. Would you replay it again? No, I don't think mm. I could. I, I don't think I, I don't think I could go through it a third time. I've definitely finished it no. twice now. And I was like, I know. And the only bonuses you get like a different uh, when you basically get your rank at the end. Different yeah. characters give you like a voice, like well done sort of thing. So you don't really get anything extra. Yeah. I'll definitely play the sequel at some point, but not this one ever anymore. At least not for a very long time. 
yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's not for for a long time. And again, there are some elements. Again, I really do like. And like, literally, I'm looking at reception, and it's basically being compared to Armored Core Two and Mobile Suit Gundam. I wonder why, because yeah. it's, it, it it has that sort of thing, and it's yeah. definitely a rental game. It is definitely, I'd say, a rent. I rent it, not buy it. Box yeah. art wise, if you want to steal the box art, steal the box art. But yeah, it came out for the HD collection, didn't it? Um, for the PS3 and let's see this. Oh, oh my god! Well, I mean, I definitely got it for the reason to be able to get two games at once. So it's like I'm obviously not going to buy this game separate. Yeah, it's if I'm going to get them, it's going to be both games at once. Oh god, this is the second one. This looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. Is Leo? Is Leo? Oh, Leo is in the second one. Um, that, that's a spoiler. Leo is in it, but I don't think he's the main character. Um, I wonder. I wonder if he's uh, matured a little bit because even at the end of this one, because uh, another spoiler, Solvice survives her gunshot wound, and you find out that Jahudi's main purpose is supposed to sacrifice herself in order to, you know, win the war or something like that. And then of course Leo, being the bitch that he is, like, don't die, uh, Aiden. He's like, I don't know what to do with this kid because I'm not real. <laughs> Leave it go. Yeah, age is probably like, oh, for fucks. Like, I think by the end, like, age is like developing feelings, and she's like, just, just yeah. fuck him. Just, fuck. well, yeah, she even explains, she's like, she's like, I don't understand why you're trying to protect me. She's like, I'm not, I'm just, a, you know, an artificial intelligence. She's like, I don't understand. I don't have feelings, but still. It's like, he's like, but he's looking there and going, I want to save everything. It's like, you know, we can just mm-hmm. upload this to another one. And yes, it's like it's how this works, but all right, cool. <laughs> Although it makes me think, okay, all right, Jeopardy, Jeopardy's main thing is to blow up. All right. Yes. So how big are we talking? How big, how big's a bomb? I mean, I feel like it's got to at least take out an entire colony's worth of, you know, people, mm. or at the very least, like maybe like a quarter of the planet, because that's where they have the takers from Mars. Yeah, I don't know. This is the thing. It's got to be a big, big bank. Now, I know in, like, in... This is this is geekiness. And the, one of the Gundam things was Gundam Seed. And yeah. the whole thing about the main suits, the freedom and the justice, is that they had nuclear cores. So, yeah, those things could go bang, bang, and make yeah. pretty big bang, bangs. But I don't think Jehati's built with any nuclear sort of bomb. So I don't know what sort of bomb they're hoping she's got inside of it. Hopefully something, because if not, it's just going to be like a wet fart. Just use Leo. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> sacrament. Just be like, yeah, oh, yeah, get rid of this bitch. Throw him that way. Just boom, you're done. <laughs> Sacrifice Leo. Fucking hate him. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I think a lot of people would have bought this game for either the fact that um, Kojima was in there or the fact that it had came with that Metal Gear Solid 2. And mm-hmm. oh, do you know what? Right. So go on. No, I was just going to agree about like, yeah, I definitely would have wanted that Metal Gear Solid 2 demo, but... Do you know, I've just remembered, and I don't know why I should remember, this had an RPG element to it? Yeah, because you can level up, like, as you're fighting, even though the game's like, you don't really need to fight, but it's like, well, you kind of do, because there's a level bar right at the bottom. Yeah, because you can stealth past everything if you want, but then mm-hmm. you need to fight, because 
the enemies get stronger. You'll get mm-hmm. dicked if you don't level up. Yeah, especially because you're again, you have a couple boss fights and you have to fight them. So it's like you at least need something to yeah. work with. But then how does Jehoti level up? I don't get how what does she do to make herself stronger? It's not like there's a repairman sitting next to them going, hang on, I've I've upgraded everything. How does that make sense? She just gets a USB cord and just you know, plugs it in real quick and is like, all right, I'm going to download their shit real quick. And then, all right, we're good. Yeah, just download shit. But you're not getting any extra armor. What are you, what's mm-hmm. she adding to? Literally, I know everyone's going, stop looking into the plot so much. I don't care. It's my fucking show. Oh. I don't know, maybe health points. I If I had to guess, that would probably be the best guess I could make up. It probably will be health points because... The only enemy which actually gives you a problem, I think it's like those big fat fuckers when they get these big ass laser beams and it's like, holy shit, that does a lot of damage. Move, 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 move. And apart from that, everyone else is like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say I hate those laser beams. And you're also supposed to mostly hit them from behind because they're supposed to be kind of shielded from the front. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, dodge. this is it dodgy. And there's, a, there's that stealth element side. But... Apart, yeah. Again, it just becomes boring. I know I'm kind of yeah. going over this really a lot, but it is. It's boring. Like, yeah, there's only so much you can do with it. I mean, at least like when you fight Viola in her suit, like it kind of is a bit exciting because you can kind of clash swords. Yeah, that's and it cool. Makes it a little more. Yeah. So and... it makes it that bit of a worth it. But other than that, yeah, just trying to fight regular enemies after a while, you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. But I've thrust it into this thing a hundred times already. Oh, with my cockpit. Is like, that working? Yeah, the cockpit, cockpit and sword. Got it. Got to go with that. Cockpit thrusting. Use abilities. Mm. It's not working. We. No, I say fucking zoom. Fucking zoom. We have to fucking log on and off again. But look, after all the cock yeah. thrusting, you can only cock thrust so many times. And whilst I do think mm. this is a somewhat beautiful game in the maybe the assets you're using. It does get a bit shallow, and I know I need to play the second one. And I really think if you're going to get this game, it's a rental game, or you're there for the Metal Gear Solid. You know, that's that's all I can really think about it. Or get the collection at least. Or at least get the collection. Yeah. I mm-hmm. do. I think it's a good idea. Yes, I think mm-hmm. I would love to see more games like this. I really would. Uh, and I know the Gundam games. Going back to that, they did a lot of them, but they were mostly in Japan. They never came out over here, and right. they look they looked very much like this. And I would love to see it more. And one day I will do the second. And again, I think mm-hmm. it'd be giving it this game not the justice it deserves. And again, I suppose a comparison could be look at Sonic One. Sonic One compared to Sonic Two is light and day. Yeah, that's light and, and day, night and day. And both those games are also pretty good games too. Well, Sonic One, Sonic Two, yes. Hello. Yes. Sonic One definitely Sonic Two is a great yeah. game. But yeah. It built it built upon the legacy. And then it's something you wouldn't ever go back to Sonic One after you've played Sonic Two. You're like, why bother? And I kind of think that's gonna be the case when I play as a second runner. I'm gonna go, why would I ever go back to the first? Because I don't want to hear Leo Absolutely. the bitch. Yeah. Let's let's see him aged up a little bit and maybe more mature a little bit, hopefully. Not killing people, fucking kid. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. So if you had to score this out of 10, what are you going to be giving it? I think, honestly, I could probably give it a 7 and nothing higher than that. Because, like like, like we were saying, it, it is fun for the 
what it is. It is a short game, so it's not like you're spending a long time on it. The only thing I would knock off for is, again, the not necessarily knowing where you're going unless you had a guide. And so, and like the bland colors, I can knock it out. And the, and the forgettable music, definitely. Yeah. See, I, I'm I'm going to be a bit harsher. I'm going to give it a six. Um, I'm okay. just I'm going to give it a six exactly for the reasons that you've given. You know, it, it has got bland music it, apart from that opening at one. Um, but the gameplay, whilst it's good, it gets stale quickly. I think if Jehati could learn more moves, like oh you, yeah, that would have definitely made it much better. Yeah, how cool would it have been if you could have done like. Like you know, like the the the, the punch. Like if you could mm-hmm. have made like a blaster railway, like about say six or seven bolt thing, huge things come from the side, then spread out, or extra combos. That would have been so cool if you could do it like that. But he can't. No, it's just the basic stuff. And like, yeah, if you could have upgraded a lot more stuff, or even get like like bigger swords or different, more powerful swords, mm. that would have been nice too. That would have been cool. Well, Blaine, it has been a pleasure having you here for your debut, and I'm looking forward to have you on the show again. All right, thanks very much. I enjoyed my time being here. Well, you take care, sir. You, you too, man. And that was episode 92 of Zone of the Enders. Thank you very much all for listening. I really hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Blaine, for coming on. I'm really looking to have you back on again, my friend. And until then, I will see everyone next week. I hope you have a good one. You all look after yourself. My name's been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>